You're listening to Artitude, a podcast with artists created and produced by Detlef Schlick, a visual artist and ritual designer, living and loving in West Cork, and best known for his essay about the cause and effect of shamanism, art and digital culture. Working in the field of performance, photography, painting, sound, installations, and film he will dive and discover with us and a weekly creative guest into the unknown and exciting deep ocean of the creative mind. This is Detlef Schlich and today we dive into the unknown and unexpected creative minds actually the unexpected creative mind or the unexpected deep ocean of the creative mind um of paul's mind especially uh and um i'm very very happy to have him here so we mentioned already in the first part that paul is is very skillful in his art and he is a visionary he's gonna doing um he's living art and art art is is, is his life and vice versa and uh yeah if you want to go back in the first part we um started to speak with him about how he was getting inspired to come over to ireland and we ended up in uh, uh, uh egypt and, and and cairo back to back to devon and the um very dark era of the iron lady uh Thatcher, Margaret Thatcher, and I mean Reagan in America as well, and Paul. Um, he was probably suffering from that. It was in, in '83 something, and uh, because he came back from from a, from a more than manana culture, <laughs> which is not Spain, which, which wasn't Spain. It was uh, around Cairo and in Egypt in general, probably. Uh, well, my world, my world shrank. Yeah. Hi, Paul. First of all, hello. Great hello. to have you here. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Paul's work, Paul's work shrank <laughs> to to which to which level to which micrometer did your world shrank, Paul? <laughs> to um, I ended up um, having lived my whole adult life as a traveler of one kind or another. Yeah, living in boats. Um, I was more of a water gypsy than. Uh, yeah. Can you go a little bit close off to? Yeah, yeah. Lovely. And I ended up um, during the eighties. Um, I missed out all the raves and techno scene and stuff Which because I was living in a council house as a single parent yeah. in a Methodist community village, which didn't even have a pub in Devon. In Devon. How many people? A small village on top of the moors, Exmoor. 20. Beautiful, beautiful yeah, place. Probably, yeah, I can imagine that. Um, but I got very isolated. I can imagine that. I too. felt very, I very can. isolated. I mean, probably not, but they, they probably all thought you were a lunatic. You know, they so were, be, most people were afraid of me, and I was wanting to fit in, but I didn't know how because... Um, I didn't. I didn't know the rules, you know, of sure. of how to behave sure. in that community. I've learned sure. now, you know, and it. But it was a painful, a painful way to learn. I mean, know? I wouldn't say it's not everyone is is capable to do the copy and paste thing, you know, towards behaviorism, isn't it? Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. So I had good intentions, but 
sometimes I was really, um, you know, put in my place and, um, you know, and, uh, and, um, council estates, you know, you can have your tires slashed and things like that. And over, over stuff, you know, dogs and cars and things are usually the, um, you get your dog slashed. No, <laughs> no, no, but, <laughs> but, um, I mean, I remember my dog, my dog knocking down a garden shed to get to a bitch on heat and, you know, these, these situations. Yeah. And then, uh, and, 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 yeah. um, that, but, uh, I, I, I mean, um, nothing nothing against uh, social housing because um you know they are communities and you all have to learn to live with each other and, sure yeah. and, and 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 i was um i i actually was lucky to get a council house in a beautiful sure. place sure. like that yeah 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 how long did you live in it um seven seven years yeah and um we were i was doing some um uh working with a um ngo um agency collecting um collecting hand tools because no, no you know it was that time like everybody was throwing out their In hand the early 80s middle, so, so 84 yes. 85 was it probably no yes uh, yes and uh, um we were collecting hand tools um to send to Africa. That's why I was trying to, you know, because I'd seen the poverty. I'd seen, you know, when when a, car, a carpenter in Africa sharpens their saws until there's only half an inch of blade left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, and of course... And we, here they throw it away. We throw away yeah, a saw, yeah. you know. Yeah. I mean, they're yeah. all pre-sharpened. Yeah. And um, so we were collecting hand tools door-to-door -to -door and making up uh, kits like blacksmith kits and carpentry kits and right. singer sewing machine kits for different um, so metiers. You, okay, you know? so you sharpened them and, and, and then you sold them again? So well, we, we it was with an organization called Tools for Self-Reliance. I think it's still going strong. All right. um, and so it was a very sustainable thing, wasn't it? It was sustainable it, and, I, and, um, and I loved the um, the uh, ethos of solidarity still do between well, working yeah. people all over the world yeah and um up to that time in my life i hadn't really been um, very practical yeah and but so working on these tools it just sort of happened naturally that i started using the tools myself yeah. and building boats so, um and because that was I caught that very dangerous, uh, contagious disease—not COVID, but uh, <laughs> wooden wooden boat building. Paul, you used the word. I, I, I actually. I, I oh, didn't, sorry, so we're not meant to mention I that. I don't know. I didn't promise it for, for the listeners in general, but, but I just I just realized that I, that I'm not using using COVID <laughs> very often. But it's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no I was. Allowed. I'm talking about uh, the boats because I don't know. Um, maybe it's in our genes or something. The call of the sea. I would say yes. I mean, if you live in Devon, sure. But um, and so. I wanted to travel again. And so you're born in Devon, actually? No, um, I was born by Irish listeners will will put me on the map because I was born by Cheltenham Racecourse what? in Gloucestershire. Cheltenham Racecourse, where where the 
um, horse racing happens. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now back to the Race show. Course where where the um, horse racing happens, you know. All right. But it's still in the West Country. So you should be actually a cowboy or not a sailor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in another in another incarnation, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um no, I was sailing. Um I, I I was building boats, I was sailing boats, living on boats. I got um yeah, I I and um I learned I guess I was lucky my relationship with the sea I guess the sea was kind to me because it's a very um rough bit of water uh, at the entrance of the Bristol Channel by Lundy Island where where we lived and um and I I didn't have the proper equipment or anything you know I went to sea in 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 roadworks um waterproof gear and wellington boots you know and um single-handed mainly because um i didn't have the confidence to take people along at first you know i had to i had to find out my own um so that was was the beginning of 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 sailing more than less for you yeah yeah All all right and um so um the time came when we we left and um and we, at the time, um, I had uh, an old um, trawler, yeah, uh, pre-war trawler, yeah, you know, a real um, uh, traditional wooden hull, double-ended uh, Nordic um, boat. In in the eighties, yes, late eighties, yes. All right, so now we're getting closer somehow to 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 I get to my idea a little bit. Okay, so you bought this or what? Yes. Was it was it um, the Esther Colleen? Um, yeah, the first boat. It I, wasn't okay. So the first boat was um, was a Pfeiffer Zulu boat, and then. Um, so you had this, and you, and you started to 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 rehearse uh, being a. A boat builder, a boat restorer, somehow um, as well. Yeah, yeah, which is part of the course, obviously. Yeah. Um, in fact, uh, you know, it's obvious to most people that uh, you take on a project like that, and uh, your your life's uh, your life's cut out. You know, um, part so, of the art. But um, that was my um, my foolish choice, because now looking back, I can think of lots more. You know, I could have been a doctor or... Yeah, come <laughs> on. I mean, no regrets, Paul. But, um, yeah. And um, eventually, well, um, you know, we sail. I sailed down um, between the Canaries and... Um, with, with this first... No, no. I, we, I had a lot of different boats. I built a cat. I built two catamarans. On your own? On my own. On your own? Yeah. No in, way. In the back garden. No. <laughs> And it, um, and and you you were sailing with this catamaran. Yeah, right? yeah. One of them disappeared in the Pacific Ocean. Why? Because you 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 didn't finish finished it building. Well, no, no. It? I sold it to an Italian guy. All right. And it was last seen heading 
um, west out of the Panama. Uh, with um, him or without him? No, I met him years later and he'd sold it again. All right. But, uh, that was a great boat. Yeah. Um, and I sailed down um, to the to Portugal, Spain, numerous times. Um, and um, my daughter um, was uh, went to live with her mother and got subsequently got taken into care. Yeah. And I was down in Portugal working on a building site on yeah. the boat. Yeah. And um, I had to come back really quick, as I quick as I could with the boat. And I went through a year of court cases trying to get some the custody. custody back. Yeah. And um, by this time, she was, um, eventually she was 16 and the care order was lifted and we got out. We we headed for Ireland and it was her choice. She brought me to Ireland. She brought you to Ireland. She wanted to go to Skull College. All where, right. Which we visited right. on trips over, you know. Yeah, but that was still in the 90s, yeah? Um, no, this was 2002. 2002. But help me. So you had in the 90s... You got your when when did you get the Esocoline? In the in nineteen Okay. So so you 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 was that then at at this time your only boat? I mean probably you, uh, the, the catamaran. No, um, for my sins, um, I had uh, I had boats all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> But we I by this time I was living on board, and my daughter chose to come with me and. Um, We came over to West Cork, landed in Baltimore, and yeah. um, and took it from there. You know, yeah. And went and I ended up. It was there was nowhere to live. It was that. But you landed. A, you landed first. Of, okay, you, you know you landed in Cork, didn't you? Not this time. No, we 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 we, we sailed into Baltimore with with with, with but with, not with Esocoline. Yes, yes. And um, she won she was going to school in skull we couldn't find anywhere to live it was the time of the boom and um we couldn't we couldn't get our foot in the door so we ended up on the, on long island because it was the only place we could afford yeah and it was a savage savage winter 2001 um, skull skull bay is um fairly sheltered except from the southeast yeah And I just remember it just came round and several times on the shipping forecast, you know, yeah. uh, wind southeasterly force 11, you oh. know, or force 10 gusting 11. That means how many, how many knots is it? That's um, force 11 is 100, 100 miles an hour. All right. Hurricane for the listeners. Okay. Yeah. 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 And um, so... Um, there was nowhere to keep the boat, you know. Yeah. Because even when you're in a harbor, the swell is going up. You know, you there's this enormous swell yeah. going up, up and down a couple of meters, and the, and, yeah. the, and the boat weighed 65 tons, and it would burst the ropes. Yeah, sure. Um, but we survived anyway. Um, the, um, the, 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 I remember like living on the island. There's no trees. Speak of on Long Island because of the wind, 
with end of a horizontal rain yeah. and my poor daughter uh you know walking to school yeah like nearly being blown away and then catching the ferry and i got a job on the ferry which was great it was such a such a great introduction to westcourt life meeting oh i can imagine meeting that. all the locals and, yeah and uh, great characters um and um but uh, my daughter didn't last the winter she went to live with my mother her grandmother in France. Yeah, so she she didn't she didn't uh, uh, could, she couldn't cope with with, with all this, this rough Irish life. Well, actually, she could because she was in some ways she was as tough as boots, but um, um, she had she had the option, yes, and I yeah. think she found it hard to um, to fit into the her new peer group. You know, she found it. I mean, she was very intelligent, and um, she was on the spectrum, um, on the autistic spectrum, and it yeah. was actually in West Cork that nobody had ever heard of at this time. To at talk, this time, yeah, not really, and I remember the yeah. first self-help group in Connacht, yeah. and I didn't know she was on that spectrum. Yeah, sure. I didn't. Oh, I didn't. I mean. Nobody had ever told me about Asperger's, and and I went. I saw it in the local paper. There was a group because a few people, not just once, but a few people had said to me and seen her, how she was. And they said, you know, she could be like this. Yeah. And It's very difficult to, to label people, isn't it? I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. They just discovered things like this 20, 30 years ago, a little bit better than, than yeah. Also new. Well, and again, um, I know I was back in the 50s. I was um, I was actually identified as being autistic because you were identified as well because um, I didn't talk till I was four. Yeah, I was yeah. I was a very very wild child. Yeah, um, and I kind of remember my childhood as a my early early memories yeah as a mystical childhood yeah well i'm sure everybody everybody has a mystical childhood yeah. if you can go back far enough yeah. you know sure sure um but uh you know it was like coming it was so hard for me to um come down to earth become a part of a society exactly yeah and Normal then life no The epoch I was born into, um, you know, I had the usual dreams um, as a schoolboy. I was sent to boarding school. Yeah. And I had dreams, you know, like to join the Navy. Yeah. You know, yeah. perhaps perhaps fight in a war. You know, yeah. this is what, But these are the ideas that yeah. children are fed. You have it. And to me, you know, it, it sounded the most exciting thing to be able to fight in a war, you know? Um, yeah, no, no, yeah. And I was saved from all that. Yeah. Because um, it was about 1969. Yeah. And, um, you know, it was all happening, the Beatles and the Stones and the the Summer of Love and all that. And yeah. I latched onto all that like a, like a magnet. I can imagine that, you know. I mean, I mean, but this, this, because this. I didn't want to. I didn't want the world. 
I didn't want to go into this uh, this um, boring. No, I mean in in, world. In, in in this in this in this post-industrial uh, uh, atmosphere. I mean, I'm the same. You know, I mean, I was I was 12. I started very early to to discover art and myself. You know, and and for me, it it didn't work for me to being a part of a of a society of mass production. You know, it didn't work and it still doesn't work. I mean, even if it comes to how how can I make money, I'm getting allergic against this, you know. And I think we are somehow the same. I mean, uh, that's that's why why we why we are creative and why we are artists you know because we we love somehow the, this this free spiritual life somehow isn't it well the trouble is i was much too young much too innocent and naive and um and i didn't really and i wouldn't recommend i wouldn't recommend you know there was very very strong drugs around sure and i wouldn't recommend any it for any teenager Sure. But I was particularly, I, w I was already my, you know, I was already a space cadet. Yeah. Um, in school, I remember my, you know, they said I was in cloud cuckoo land, and I was yeah. already spaced out. Yeah. I didn't even need drugs. Yeah, yeah, no, me the same. Um, <laughs> but uh, acid. Yeah. Which, um, which. And that can damage. Um, no. Came my way. Yeah. And it it opened my mind it changed my life i have to say and i don't i don't regard it as a recreational no drug. no 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 so don't try it at home guys it is a but um it was a huge eye opener and um i had i had good trips and bad trips and sure. i mean you recommend it nowadays actually for 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 software programmers in doses it's more tiny tiny doses in order to to become a better programmer you know i mean probably not not in in on the way like like people in the 60s used to to take it isn't it yeah well yeah. we were on the streets you know and yeah, sure. um, and sure. doing it um under under you know um under the carpet you know but um um so i think i was quite I think I suffered maybe 20, 30 years of psychosis from that. Gradually coming back to earth, having yeah. your mind opened up yeah, to this, yeah. these these places, these states that maybe, you know, other, you know, only, you only evolved to through a lifetime of spiritual um, practice. Yeah. And, um, Yeah, I think that, Ireland is good for that, isn't it? I mean, it really settles you down. Yes, yes. Um, so I was really lost as well. Yeah. And that led me to uh, practicing meditation. All right. Um, which... You started here with that? Um, when I was 16. Already, yeah. I met my spiritual teacher. Okay. And that he's still around today and um that has saved my life so many times yeah. learning because you know in the psychedelic experience you mm. end up 
in this sea of existence. What is reality? And so it was natural to get into meditation and to explore that world of being. Yeah. And it's, um, and it's, of course, it's not so easy. The mind's very fickle, but through a lifetime's practice, you know, I didn't, I didn't do a very good job of, um, getting a pension and making money and all that. But I've, I've actually feel that I've reaped, uh, the rewards of a lifetime of practice of meditation. Absolutely, I mean things like this. If if you if you can make it that if you get through then through all this 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 decades of of adventures and and uh, uh, so you're probably still happy that that you're still alive. Me too. Sure. You know? I mean my twenties sure. were so wild. You sure. Know? I'm I'm uh, so happy that 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 that, that sure. I survived. I mean we both have probably friends. Sure. Who I was lucky. I didn't uh, die on a motorbike or. Drowned at sea. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I can imagine that, Paul. Uh, I am as well happy that that you're still alive because otherwise we couldn't couldn't uh, have this lovely podcast and this talk together, um, and we we couldn't we couldn't uh, speak about this lovely experience as well. Which is at the end of the day, no regrets. I would say. I mean, uh, you discovered that, which was great, and uh, I would say. We continue that in the third part. Um, so we actually we 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 now we arrived in in Ireland and and Paul is is over here now in two thousand two thousand one on his ferry boat or so. I would say this it's a good break to continue with that in the third part and um, getting deeper in our creative minds. Paul, thank you. I thank you very much for having you in my show. And I'm looking forward for the next part. Very good. Have a lovely day. Bye. Ciao. Ciao. This is a listener-supported show. I feel honored if you subscribe this show. You can follow me non-financial with the following click on one of my Instagram accounts or subscribe the visual version of this podcast on YouTube via the link below. If you like what you hear, be sure to tune in this Sunday for the third part of this Attitude Audio Triptych. If you want to leave a donation for a coffee or a bus ticket, just follow the donation link via the Attitude Podcast account. Eventually, I would like to thank, through this medium, all my members and listeners of the I Love West Cork Artists Network from all over the world. Just to remember myself that without you, this year couldn't and wouldn't happen. You have listened to Artitude, West Cork's first art, fashion and design podcast. Attitude, never so close again. Ah. That was too close.